This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor here at the Peninsula Pulse. And this week, we're going to talk about something that uh, a lot of folks, especially older folks up here, will remember, and maybe some younger folks about my age, the Bookmobile Project, or the Bookmobile itself, which for a lot of people might have changed their, their paths in life even. And with me to talk about it is John Sawyer, who is heading up a committee to raise some money and bring back a version of the Bookmobile to Door County. John, thanks for hopping on the podcast. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it, Miles. Yeah, it's a, a really cool project that you're working on. For those listeners who are unfamiliar with the Bookmobile, a, a quick overview that used to have a, well, actually, I'll let you tell it, John, because you probably saw it in its more true form as a kid, not to date you at all, but um, <laughs> tell me what the, the Bookmobile, how it used to function in Door County. Yeah, you know, most people that are in their 60s uh, and then 70s is kind of when it started. It was the late 50s that the Bookmobile and the county approved it, which actually Door County was one of the only state or counties in the state that approved the continuation of the Bookmobile after the government of Wisconsin said we want to do some literacy programming and start Bookmobiles. But yeah, I was one of those kids that was born in 58, so I'm 65 right now, <laughs> and went to Egg Harbor School. And the Bookmobile, uh, the one that we have now in possession is 1964. So there was one in place for four years, and then they came out with a new one. And the 64 edition is the one that we're restoring. Mm -hmm. But the Bookmobile tradition impacted so many young people in the ages of 50, 60, and 70 here in Door County from one end of the county to the other. And main reason why is because that was the only access to books. Yeah. yeah so at Egg Harbor, we had a two-room classroom. You can go up to Liberty Grove School and Appleport School and Maplewood and Carlsville and Valmy. So all the feedback we got from everybody, this bookmobile run by the Door County Library System had a route and they actually there's the Egg Harbor Historical Society has a list of all those routes that they had, huh. which is really interesting to see. But it stopped at every little community, every you know school, and you would be in whatever first, second, third, fourth grade. And when the bookmobile came, every other week usually, you would buy class, be released to go out, stand in line, and then you would go and enter the back of the bus and you'd walk through and you would pick, you know, two, three books. And then when you get to the front of the book, the bus driver, the bookkeeper would check it out, stamp it, and then you would redo that every uh, two weeks and you'd have a book to read. And, you know, you know, we had no access, to, you know, so if you had to do little book reports or whatever, you'd go in and find a book on that, you know, process. And to paint this picture a little more for people, you talk about those one-room schools or two-room schools that Door County was dotted with Northern Door, like Gibraltar District, I think had over 20 of these small schools. Just what's left of one of them, the Appleport School is right down the road from me. It's now, you actually helped restore that a couple of years ago with your wife. And now it's, uh, an artist owns it and has it as a, a studio. The old playground equipment is still sitting there. But the value of the bookmobile can kind of be explained in that is like these schools didn't have libraries. I grew up with a school that had an elementary library, a high school IMC and library. They didn't have these massive troves of books for these kids to get access to. The Door County library system didn't have a library in every single town. 
and people were more spread out. They were living on farms. So I talked to one woman who I think lived down on what we now call like Horseshoe Bay Road, which she explained to me like, yeah, I was on a dead end road. It wasn't paved. Nobody came there. I didn't go into town that often. Like, so the bookmobile was, she told me her conduit to the rest of the world. And it was like where she went, you know, we have the internet and people younger than me and especially high schoolers today, you have access to so many things so easily at your fingertips. And that generation, 1950s, that wasn't out there. So it's kind of hard to, to think of how we think about literacy today and the, the, the ways we try to improve reading. Back then, it was literally like, let's find a way to get paper with words on them in front of people. It was yeah. a big step. Yeah, and it was huge. And the thing is, the other is I learned more about the bookmobile. You know, it was also an advocacy for the teachers. So mm -hmm. they would actually call the Door County Library System and say, we need educational material so I can teach on this subject. And if you were to enter the back of the bookmobile, there was always a phonograph there. So you may remember back in the days that you were in a class early where they put a record on and there was a slideshow and as the record went around and told you the story or history of whatever was going on, it would beep and then the teacher would turn the slideshow. Oh yes. And yep. so anyhow, they used to deliver all kinds of materials to the teachers for them to teach at each school huh. because again, when you think of the small schools, they those teachers pretty much ran their school. They were the principal administrator <laughs> as well as the, the teacher. The recess uh, <laughs> the guard, everything. Yeah, I mean, there, there were so many things that it impacted people. And I remember when my dad, who, Miles Sr., who was president of the Egg Harbor Historical Society 10 years ago, maybe he tells me, we're thinking about doing this thing with the bookmobile. And I had a recollection of it. When I was a kid, it would stop at the school still, but it was kind of at the end of its run. And it, it, wasn't, it didn't have the same purpose. It was still cool because we got to walk out of the class classroom, get out of the school building, go through this bus, pick out a book. We could still do that. But it wasn't the same value as it was because by then the schools had consolidated. It wasn't quite the same one-room school situation. But I didn't really know how much of a connection people had to this thing. When he told me this, I'm like, yeah, what do you, what's, okay, book me an old, old, old vehicle, whatever. And when we first posted something about it and we did a video on it, and when I would interview people about it, the way they light up to talk about this thing. And on Facebook and Instagram, when we've posted things, it's some of the most interactions we get with anything we post because people really had a connection to this. It really mattered to them. Yeah, and I think we're finding out, Carrie Birchner, who is a co-chair with me uh, on this program in restoring it, you know, every time we talk to people, we see the exact same thing. They light up, they have stories to tell, and they really impacted their life. And kind of to paint a picture for everybody, is you remember, People in our era had the encyclopedias, Britannica, or whatever, and then you had the bookmobile, and that <laughs> was it. You had nothing else, you know. And I had the life miles where I got the you know revolve around the whole bookmobile and change. And then as I went to school, we went up to Gibraltar at that time. They had a small library in Fish Creek, and then we went to Gibraltar. And then after I got off, I actually got on the school board, as you know. And I actually was very involved in closing a lot of the small satellite schools down. Oh, sure. That was uh, the 80s era when a lot of yeah, them so shut I, down. So I was on 1986, I think I got on. I was 26 years old, 27. I got on the school board. And we started closing these schools down. And part of that was, you know, then the bookmobile, as we shut schools down, then it didn't have that reason to go to these schools anymore, even though 
a lot of those schools really weren't shut down until probably in the 90s sometime. Yeah. And it was about 1990-ish when the bookmobile went out of service. And then that's when John Enigle bought the bookmobile from the library system and stored all his books in and let it sit on, in his yard for <laughs> rusting you know, up a 30 little bit. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> just a this little segue. John Enigle, for those who don't know, he, for a long time, like Patty Williamson wrote a lot of history stories for us over the years, and she passed last year. Before Patty Williamson, John Enigle was kind of like that. He was a guy who went and documented history, interviewed people about old stories, and he, he did some some current news stuff too, but he was, he really captured a lot of things in the seventies, eighties, and even in through the nineties for the door County advocate. And, uh, he, he loves history and he held on to this bookmobile for a long time. And he's got a big collection of books too, or at least he used to. And, uh, then, so they buy this thing, but it's, you know, it hasn't run in 30 years. And I know from talking to my dad about it, they, just a long struggle of like, what do we do with this? How do we find someone to fix it? And then you get involved in the process. Why did you jump in and what is your role then? Uh, you know, and again, my wife, Jackie, is a big reader. And when we knew the Historical Society of Egg Arbor purchased it and they were starting to look at doing things in the late, you know, 2018, 19, you know, Jackie and I said, you know, that's something we could jump on board with and maybe do a little something. And we started Sawyer Farms, an event center at our family farm. We thought, yeah, maybe we could do a fundraiser there. So I had discussions with your dad and other people on the board about having a fundraiser at the farm to try to raise money to help with the bookmobile. Well, then COVID came and everything just kind of shut down. Yeah. And so everything was kind of just dormant for a while. And then Carrie Birchner retired who worked from or at the Alpine, their family, and she worked for Schreiber Cheese for 40 years. She moved back to Egg Harbor, and she got on the historical board with your dad and Char Miller, Giz Herps, and those guys, and, and she had an interest in uh, the bookmobile. So she said, well, you know, how can we get this going again? And, of course, they said, give John a call because <laughs> he had some interest in it. And Carrie called me, which is really a blessing because, you know, Carrie and I grew up together. We went to the bookmobile together, but we went to each other's fifth, six-year-old birthday parties wearing a little cone hats <laughs> and, you know, streamers. And so it's fun to do something with a fellow graduate sure. you know, as well as a, somebody I grew up with. But, you know, that kind of got it going. And then once we got on board, and like you said, once we started talking to people, things just steamrolled. And it's becoming more than we anticipated. <laughs> it was kind of like something, hey, let's just help Egg Harbor make this a restored bookmobile and have it available for history and things. And, you know, now we're really looking forward to getting things more literacy and education and community. And that's kind of where we're headed with it. Well, let's talk about that, how it becomes a bigger thing, because it's not just, you know, sometimes historical societies or, or any nonprofit, you, you want to build a building or, you, or you're trying to preserve this static place. And this is a little bit different project. You're trying to create something, bring something back, but obviously it's not like the county is in desperate need of somebody to bring books everywhere the same way that it used to function. Otherwise, it would still be running. But you want to preserve and tell the story of the bookmobile, but you want it to be something more. What's the shape that this is taking? You know, the bookmobile has a lot of work to do it. So talking to the restoration, you know, we're doing the fab work right now. So it's a year project before we get it completed. So it probably won't be on the road until next year. Kind of how it evolved, Miles, is when we got started and Carrie and I were talking to people 
and we got talking about, you know, what simplified programming can do and, you know, kind of get it going. And we were talking to certain people about donating money. And we had one gentleman, actually, Doug Miller, uh, which would be Virgil Miller's, Miller's son from Sevastopol and Miller Trucking, uh, that family. And he lives in Green Bay. And we got talking to him and about stuff. And he said, well, what are you going to do if it's restored for kids? And so that made us kind of wonder, you know, yeah, maybe we should open that door and just kind of what kind of programming. And then he got back to us a couple of weeks and he said, you ever hear about the Imagination Library by Dolly Parton? And that's really kind of what set off us moving forward with literacy education and stuff, because we looked into the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, which I found out a lot of young people like yourself yeah. have children. And Dolly Parton gives out 60,000 books a year. Yeah. So we contacted, I contacted uh, Tennessee and said, hey, we're thinking about getting a charter. What do we do? And they said, boy, there, there's a charter in Door County already. Well, who has that? So it was United Way. So we contacted United Way and Carrie and I met with them. And they have a system with the Dolly Parton li Library where they give books ages one through five. When the kids turn five, they graduate. So we're thinking, well, maybe we could expound that and give maybe a couple books out free. So we were going, okay, let's do ages five, six, and seven, and we'll have the bookmobile take them all around the county and drop them off at schools, home schools, mm. private schools, whatever. And there's people already that want to donate books and all that. And we're going, well, that's a neat idea. Well, then as we move further, as I know we mentioned, we talked to right on Door County because if we start doing programs, you know, how can we do education with writing and reading? And then as we move further, then I uh, talked to Chris Savara at a graduation party at Bailey's Harbor. And Chris used to be an educator at Gibraltar School, raises her daughter down in Sturgeon Bay, but she's very involved at Altrusa. And so we got kind of chatting and she goes, well, geez, I'm on the board at Altrusa. We read to the kids throughout Door County for ages, you know, kindergarten through third grade or whatever. And we go, boy, we should chat with you. So we mm -hmm. met with Chris and she volunteered to be on our board because there's another avenue that Altrus is doing some of that already where yeah. they actually do the backpacks to the school kids. They read this and all that. So, you know, we want to work with people. So that, like you said, it's so broad. We're learning so much and we want to make sure that we're doing this correctly as we move forward. Yeah. So you guys are looking for partnerships. You're looking for people who have potential ideas for this. I mean, you have some, some pillars that you're, you're settling in on, but you're still gathering information and seeing the best way that this can work for the community. And it's grown from something that was, a, you know, an Egg Harbor Historical Society project to more of a, a community-wide, Door County-wide project. Yeah, and that, that was one of the discussions that we had with your dad and, you know, all the officers at the town of, or the Egg Harbor Historical Society. And the reason being is that it was growing so much, it was getting to be too much to handle for a small historical group yeah. where now you might have to hire somebody, you're going to have to do programming. And, you know, so like you said, it's taken on a life of its own. So that we're looking at starting at its own 5013C. We have somebody already volunteering to do all the legal work free for us mm. and do all the applications. So, you know, we're kind of get that started and everything of that sort. Uh, and it's all been approved by the Historical Society at Egg Harbor. So that'll be something that will probably get completed probably this winter. And then I do know right now that we're looking for land and storage for it. And this point in time, it looks like we might have found somebody that's giving us storage space in Egg hmm. Harbor to store the bookmobile. So that'll kind of resolve some of that issue. Great. Uh, but if we do hire somebody to be a coordinator, because if we do put it into service, 
you know, if it's going to go to parades, if it's going to go to, you know, festivals, like if it goes down to the Belgian days or it comes up to yeah. Fall Fest or it goes to the Thresherie and there's educational stuff on it, somebody's got to be able to coordinate all that. So we've we got a lot of things to work out in that area. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kewanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. What it does that I think is interesting is it's an opportunity to tell a story of what it was and, and how we, you know, our, our past, and which is a big part of who we are now as a, as a community. But it's, it's not just, hey, you have to come here. It's not a museum that sits in one spot that says, you have to come here to, to get this story. You know, you can take it to people and meet people where they are, which is something that Cody Shrek at the Ephraim Historical Foundation has talked about with what they're doing with kayak tours to get talk about history while you're kayaking the bay. So people want to do that. Let's get history involved in this. Let's tell them what these historical landmarks are. The history along the way here in Bailey's Harbor, I think is really cool what Kristen Pyle and folks have done where they, and we just put one in front of the Pulse office here that shows the historical photos of what this building was and the different ways it has served the community over time. And there's a bunch of those throughout the town here. And one of them even includes one of my older sister's senior class photo, which you'd probably rather is not on the <laughs> sidewalk for everyone to see. But I love just strolling through Bailey's Harbor and, and finding out about my community and that, oh, I didn't know that family owned this at one point. And, you know, it just, it fills the gaps a little bit. Yeah. And maybe the bookmobile can serve some of that function too. And that's one of the things we also did. And we went to the Alliance. There's a historical Alliance here in Door County, which I forget how many people, there's 20 some people on the board. Hmm. And so we had a big uh, meeting at the Crest Center, invited all the Alliance members there and had a, Oh, not to say a dog and pony show, but to inform of everybody what's going on. Do, do, do they want to get involved? How would they foresee them getting involved? And we had a real good brainstorming session where a lot of people gave great ideas of what it could do, what maybe we shouldn't do. And there was like one comment was about outreach program. So meaning outreach is outside of the county. Hmm. And we have had probably two or three contacts already about can it come to Green Bay? Can it go to Seymour, oh, wow. Wisconsin? You know, so it's really an interesting issue where that the Bookmobile Committee is going to have to deal with, which maybe expand on the Bookmobile Committee. Right now, Carrie and I are working to put together a Bookmobile Committee. So if we're forming this own 5013C, we have a committee that's we want to get involved with fundraising, but then we need a committee that is going to chair and actually run the book. Run the operation. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, as you know, in the world of business and things, that's our, we need some people that, you know, have some knowledge about doing that. And so, you know, we want to make it a broad range of people. So we'd like to cover the whole county. I know right now, like I mentioned, Chris Savire from Altrusa is getting on. And we talked to Lauren Van Dries, who's a retired school teacher, lives in Sturgeon Bay. Katie Dahlstrom, who's a teacher coming back from Italy. And they're living up here. She's uh, going to be working for the library system. And then we also talked to the library, and they would like to have somebody on our board. Because, mm. Miles, the bad thing of the whole thing here is that we created a monster 
for the Door County Library <laughs> System because they're starting to get calls about about the bookmobile. So I'm going to go on record because I told them any chance I have to say, don't call a library system. The Door County Bookmobile is going to be its own 5013C. Sure. The library system wants to know exactly what's going on, how to get involved. And we've actually talked to some people on the finance committee and some people in the county board level and stuff that, you know, maybe down the road they want to budget twenty. $30,000 to have somewhat of a program that they could use the bookmobile because it does say on the side, Door County Library Bookmobile. So mm-hmm. we're discussing right now whether we take off the Door County Library yeah. and just put Door County Bookmobile. Just to avoid the confusion. Right. Yeah. So they've, they've got a lot of questions out there and people are calling. So don't call the library system right now. <laughs> they are very call interested. Call with every question you have. <laughs> yeah. Now call Carrie Birchinger, please. Uh, and uh, so anyhow, we just want to make sure that as we move through this, you know, they don't, you know, have any access to what's going to be happening at the time. Sure. And knowing what we're going to do will come out later. So you got two prongs here in, in the funds you guys are raising, you have to repair the bookmobile and try and get it roadworthy, which, you know, it's a 50-year-old vehicle. It takes a pretty unique skill set to figure that out. And I know you've, you've gone down that road and that's in progress. And then you also need to fundraise for that programming and to make it something that doesn't just get fixed and then sit and rust in somebody else's yard, right? So what is the, what is the fundraising goal and what will those funds go towards? Yeah, that's a great question because that's one of the things, as I mentioned, where, you know, people that donate go, well, how's, what's it going to be doing? You know, I'm happy to donate, but, you know, I just don't want to pay for the restoration to have it sit someplace. Right. And actually, when we started, that was one of the issues that your dad and everybody went through at the Egg Harbor Historical Society is that could it be restored because the engine was shot? The chassis was shot and everything of that sort. And then, ironically, Reese Ellison is my cousin's son who lives down in Maplewood area. And Reese, I had him come up and look at it, and he said, boy, I can get a chassis for it. I can get a motor for it. We can make that happen. So that kind of then the light bulb went off instead of it being on a trailer and a stationary set. Now it could go around the places. So then we said, okay, if we're going to fundraise, what is the cost going to be on that? So we budgeted money, did a budget with Reese on what it would take to restore the whole thing. So right now it has been sandblasted. The chassis has been purchased. The engine has been purchased. There's all the metal fabricating that's going to be going on with it, which is really interesting being in construction and everything. And I've restored a few vehicles and everything. But actually underneath all the metal fabricating, there's a wood frame (laughs) that it's fastened to. So we are now taking off some of the panels and making sure all the wood frame is still good, which right now seems to be. So that's a real good thing. Mm. So that's part of it. So when it's at the Egg Harbor, our Sawyer Farms fundraiser for the, it won't be completed because people say, oh, is it going to be done? No. You know, when it comes there, it's going to be partly finished on the outside. The insides will be still there, which is really a interesting miles is that if you were to walk in it it's just like walking in in 1980 when it went out of service or in 1964 because <laughs> all the shelves are there all the turn seats are there where the bookmobile driver could turn and swivel his seat and you know so it's really interesting to see huh. and you, you mentioned this the fundraiser and let's get the details on that out there you're doing a big thing at sawyer farms in august tell us what this is all going to be 
Yeah, and I'll answer your question. I should probably finish on the one you answered. Oh, sure, yeah, go back to the other one. About the fundraising. So right now we have raised $140,000, which the budget that we have is one hundred thirty-six dollars to restore the whole bookmobile. So we are in great shape with restoring it. So now we're in the process of raising the money for all the programming and then some land and a storage facility for it. And that's why we're up at the $500,000 range that we want to raise for that. And so we're hoping that this fundraiser now will kick us off to that next one, which that's happening August 19th. And it'll be at Sawyer Farms in Egg Harbor, which is only a half mile behind the landmark. And so we are going to be having a pig roast. Uh, Mark Sawyer has donated two pigs and he's going to roast them on site. I'm going to do corn roast there. And then we have all different restaurants throughout Door County, Casey's, Al Johnson's, Husby's, Alexander's, and I could go on and they're donating all the food. Piggly Wiggly is going to be donating a bunch of things as well. Yeah, I think I, I when Carrie was talking to me about this, she said it was just amazing how quickly people responded and said, yep, we want in. Yeah, and that's been the really fun thing. And I kind of talked with Carrie about this. If you had a list of projects that were on the board that you could say, you know, I want to volunteer to and helped with that. And you said, I'll pick the bookmobile. That was probably the top one on the list. (laughs) Because like you said, when people ask about it or you talk to them, they just light up and they want to get involved with it. So we have uh, a silent auction going on at the site uh, that day. And Judy Eckholm has donated a painting for it. Dan Anderson up in Ellison Bay has donated a photographer. Husby's got a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, which uh, <laughs> we'll put I'm on. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just all kinds of items. And, you know, all the golf courses, all the businesses, everybody's just been so generous. So the fundraiser should be fun because it starts at 2. And uh, we're going to have people there telling what everybody what's around. But all the food is free. We're just going to have donation boxes out. So if you drink, eat food, just donate. And then we'll have a big tent with all the silent auctions items in. And then inside the barn, we're going to have from three to four, we're going to have the Cherry Tones, Mike Baxi and his group, playing for an hour. And then Giz Herps is going to give a historical presentation on the bookmobile. So we want to make sure that everybody that can be there at certain times can have some fun as well as learn about the bookmobile. So he'll do a presentation for about half hour, 45 minutes on the bookmobile and its history. And then the Cherry Tones will play again for an hour. And then um, Giz is going to give another presentation then around 6 o'clock, 5.30-ish. And then after he's done giving that presentation, then Ben Larson's going to sing and play till about 8 o'clock. And so we'll have all that going on during the day. Wow, it sounds like, I mean, I would guess you're going to have a lot of people show up for this. If, if the uh, response online is any indication, you're going to have a, a busy day at the farm. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we're, and, and you know, God bless Carrie Birchner because Carrie, from her Alpine days and stuff, so she's got a work list for all the Egg Harbor Historical Society people, all of her, the volunteers, and so all that is kind of taken care of. The other good thing, the Door County uh, Nicolay Bank is going to be a co-sponsor of the of the uh, event. So we're going to be getting posters up and put them on the highway in Egg Harbor and down by the landmark sign. Mm-hmm. So, and then one by our property so people can kind of learn about it. But then they're going to be giving uh, about eight, 10 people to come help with the process and everything of running the event. So we're hats off to them. Yeah, that's great. And even heck, if you only want to go out there to see a cool old barn, and you don't care about the bookmobile <laughs> at all, go do it because it's a, it's a cool barn. You guys restored it about 10 years ago, right? 
Yeah, That's when my daughter Katie got married, uh, we restored it and uh, had her wedding there, and then we made it into a wedding barn for people. So sure, but it, it's really cool in there. It's a it's a cool chance to spend some time on an old farm, an old Egg <laughs> Harbor farm. That's how long has that been in your families? And again, maybe just jumping back because the bookmobile is going to be there on site. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have that set up with some platforms, some entry areas, so you can walk in and walk through it and see where it's at. Hmm. I have no guarantees of where exactly it's going to be yeah. at because we're working on it now and, you know, things, you know, you know, I know we had to order some extra metal and things of that sort, so we're waiting for that to come back. But, you know, as the farm goes, you know, it's a great story. Uh, the farm, the Egg Harbor Historical Society just did a big thing on all the farms of uh, the Egg Harbor area. And Doc Schrader uh, bought, built the farm back in 1921, which is kind of when the whole thing of Egg Harbor kind of happened with the Alpine and all the other buildings down there, Horseshoe Bay, et cetera. So Doc Schrader, who was a doctor from Marinette, actually built the farm. He had three different farms that did a cherry dairy industry there. And we actually had our farm. We still have an old two hole or two outhouse for men and women. It's a six holer. So we got one of the biggest outhouses yet in our <laughs> county. Uh, and actually the, all the workers used to live there right on site in the machine shed and everything of that sort. So actually we still have items up above the machine shed from what they used to cook and benches hmm. and stuff that we haven't got rid of. But it, he had it till 1951 and then Doc Schrader's health was poor. And then he was put it up in auction. And actually my dad was sailing Great Lakes at the time in 1951 and it came up for auction and he bought it in 52. So it's been in our family 70 years and that the farm is over a hundred years old. And you just moved back to the farm property yourself, right? Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, thanks for asking. Cause you know, it's a long circle and it's always kind of funny. You write out your address when you're a little kid, 7590 Sunny Point Road (laughs) all the way through. And then you go to college and then, you know, then you get married and you live someplace else for so many years. And now I'm using the same old address I (laughs) had when I was a kid, but yeah, it's pretty special. You know, and we were talking before is now I have grandkids and I still farm, which I have beef cattle there. uh, And we got a couple hundred acres and it's, you know, if you talk about retirement being good, Life's pretty damn good right now. <laughs> well, you seem like you're staying pretty busy in retirement too. So, well, I think it's, it's again the date is August nineteenth for this fundraiser, right? right? Correct. All right, August nineteenth at Sawyer Farms. You can find more information about that at the Egg Harbor Historical website, and then uh, I think it's bookmobiledoorcounty.org. So bookmobiledoorcounty.org. Yeah, and all the fundraising stuff, all the history story on it. There's a video that was done quite a few years ago with you as Pulse, mm-hmm. uh, which is a phenomenal video. So if people want to watch that. It tells a nice little history of that. And that does have everything in there about our event from two to eight that day and everything. So Well, hopefully it's a great fundraiser for you guys, brings a lot of awareness, and if nothing else, a great opportunity to bring a bunch of people from the community together just to have a good day at the farm. And if it can raise a lot of awareness and money for the bookmobile as well, it's a huge bonus too. If anybody wants more information or wants to get involved in either putting effort toward it or money toward it, where do they go? You know, right now they can go to our website, the, you know, bookmobile.org and you can donate there. If it's somebody that, you know, you think you want to, you know, because with this programming, what we're talking to people right now is we're looking for donors that would maybe give a three-year gift where, Mm. you know, like $5,000 for three years in a row or whatever. So we can make sure our longevity is working on that. Or if it's somebody that wants to give a bigger donation, they can call us and set up an appointment or just go on the website and you can donate right there. 
And then when we do have the event, you know, we'll be taking donations and things. And then if you are interested, same thing, just give us an email or text or contact us through that. And we actually, we've got a couple of people to volunteer already for that want to drive uh, and get involved. So yeah, and we want to hear that. We want to get as many people involved as we can. Well, excellent. John, thanks for your work on on this project and all the things you do for the community. And um, thanks for hosting this celebration and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Miles. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.